Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time. Your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. I'm Sloan. I'm 15 years old, and I know the NBA. Today's guest really needs no introduction. He's one of the most famous faces in the NBA, a multiple-time All-Star, respected by everyone in the league, and now a member of my Golden State Warriors. Today, we are talking to the point guard, Chris Paul. Okay, Chris, so we're sitting here at UCLA for your Club 61. Can you let us know a little bit about what that really is? Yeah, uh, Club 61 is a leadership program that I started. um, And the name 61 comes from my late grandfather. Uh, And it's been really cool. I try to bring a group of kids from every city that I've played in, which is a lot now, (laughs) over my NBA career. And I bring a number of kids here to L.A., and over the course of three days, we do all different types of things, community service. Uh, We talk, like at night, we have real conversations about life and just allow them to express themselves. We do financial literacy, taking them to LACMA, just doing things and trying to uh, give them a head start on different things that they may need. I'm sure that is life-changing because I know this podcast for me is too. So anything with you, life-changing. So I like to start off, you know, I'm 15 years old. Um, and sort of the the thing about Sloan Knows is that I have a different perspective, right? I'm a 15-year-old girl, which is not probably the normal person that's usually interviewing you, I'm guessing. No, I mean, I got a 14-year-old son it's true. and a he, 10-year-old I'm sure he's girl. there interviewing you most of the time. <laughs> exactly. but, um, so I want to know about you when you were 14. What was your personality like? Man, uh, 14, so that would have been going in my freshman year in high school. Uh, man, I just came off being a class president in eighth grade, but then going into ninth grade, uh, everybody knew me in school as CJ's little brother. I got an older brother, so mm-hmm. I was starting high school trying to find myself and trying to find myself as a basketball player. I played JV basketball for two years as a JV, I mean, as a freshman and sophomore. So I was just trying to figure out myself. Mm-hmm. And then at 15 years old, what were you like as a basketball player? Like you said, you know, you were on JV. I read somewhere that you were 5'8". Is that is that true? 
probably on a good day. <laughs> I don't With know. shoes on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny. Uh, I was short. I always say I was vertically challenged my whole life. And so I just sort of had to try to figure it out. I played football too. Yes. Right. So mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the physicality came from. But I don't know. I was a, I was a after school counselor at a YMCA. You know, I was working. I had yeah. a job. And so I don't know, just hanging out with my friends, playing at the YMCA and trying not to get in trouble. So then what was it like that moment where you realized like you were going to be a generational talent? Well, 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 thank you, first You're and welcome. foremost. Yes, that was a compliment and <laughs> yeah, a question. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, I I was telling the kids today, I was talking to them, I was hoping as a kid that I could play in the NBA and the NFL, right? Wow. Like, okay. I, I used to dream. You know, it wasn't until I got A little older. bit like Bo Jackson, right? See, look at you. And you know, See, that's why this is called Slow Nose, like the commercial Bo, Bo Nose. See? Did yeah. not know mm -hmm. that. Did yes, not know yes. that. But that's dope. You learn something new every day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about it is... As a kid, I didn't know, I didn't pay attention to the fact that football and basketball were like the same time. Yes. You know, and mm -hmm. I'm so glad nobody ever burst that bubble for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just allowed me to have that dream and thinking that I could do both. But um, that that was my goal to play in the NBA and the NFL. Okay, I feel like I, we need to see you out there in the NFL. Like, is there no, like I'm a, cool. I wish there was like a celebrity <laughs> game. I, I want to see you out there. I'm cool. No, I play quarterback. Give me the red shirt so they can't touch me. Who is your like NFL player comparison? Do you think? Uh, my player comparison? Uh, I don't know. I was a huge Emmitt Smith. I used to love Deion Sanders, mm. right? Because when I played football, I played both sides, right? I played quarterback. I played running back. I played cornerback. I played all of that. So, um, but I, I still love football to this day. I love that. So then- as a basketball player, though, which NBA player did you sort of emulate your game on when you were 15? Um, when I was 15, I don't know if I emulated, but the person, it's funny, at that age, I watched so much basketball, but yeah. I was the biggest Michael Jordan fan you could find, but obviously I couldn't play like MJ, even though you try. But Allen Iverson, AI, yeah. that was my guy. You know what I mean? Believe it or not, I had braids at one point, too. I was going to say. Once upon a time, mm -hmm. I had braids. Man, I used to wear a sleeve. Any any, and everything Allen Iverson was doing was what I wanted to do. And so pre the New Orleans era, were you a Hornets fan? Or what was that like growing up in North Carolina? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pre. Uh, I, I liked the Hornets, I, but I was just Michael Jordan. Yeah. Anything Michael Jordan. I'm born and raised in North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. Whatever Michael Jordan was doing was who I was with. So there was no, when you were drafted to New Orleans, there was no connection. They're like, oh, this team used to be in North Carolina. Like, you didn't feel that way? No, it was a connection. It was a connection because uh, Charlotte is an hour away from where I grew up. Yeah. Right? So I didn't really get to go to games like that. First of all, we couldn't afford it. But one of the memories that I do have, uh, so Muggsy Bogues played at Wake Forest also. Yes. And I was a huge Muggsy fan. And when Short I got Kings. to <laughs> that, yeah. He the he goat. He the goat when it comes to that. And Muggsy, when I committed to go to Wake, actually took me under his wing. You know what I mean? Like, and just I remember he let me come speak at his camp. I used to go kick it at his house. And then one of my uh fondest memories too of uh Charlotte Hornets was Master P was on their um was on their preseason team. And I got to go uh got to go to a game to see Master P playing for the Charlotte Hornets. That's so cool. And, you know, at West Forsyth High School, yep, yep, you know, I know yep. that. Um, and just at AAU, did you ever have any run-ins with any other NBA players? AAU, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them. So 
I played AAU my whole life, 11 and under all the way to 17 and under. Didn't win the championship until 17s. My last year playing AAU, we won the championship. But uh, me and Bron had known each other probably since we was like 14. So we were 14. His team, uh, All Ohio Shooting Stars, they um, they finished second and we finished third. Okay. Right? Because this one team out of California, the 40 stars, used to win it every year. That's where it's at, California. Yeah, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They won it 11s, 12s, 13s, 14s. But then, too, uh, when I was 16, I played against Andre. Did they have any Who? NBA players, the California team? Um, I don't think so. It's funny to look back at that because it probably mattered to you so much. And then, like, you and Braun are, are oh, here now. And where are they, you know? It definitely mattered. They used to have a dude named Shane Harrison who went to uh, modern day. Uh, they had a point guard, I think, named Travante Nelson. It's crazy. I remember that because they were just so good. They were mm-hmm. so good at that age. But... um. I played against Shannon Brown. I played against Andre Iguodala. Me and Dre Iggy. played against each other. Mm-hmm. He used to play for the Illinois Warriors. I was on a 16 and under team, and he was on a 17 and under team. Okay. Yeah. That's ironic. Warriors. Yeah, so, I mean, you just know each other for so long because you're playing on all these circuits. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of that, like, I know little Chris, your son, 14, I'm 15, you know, probably is playing AAU now. What differences do you see sort of in the state of your youth basketball careers? Like, what is the difference between AAU then and AAU now or social media then? Obviously, you probably (laughs) didn't have that aspect um, of your basketball career. Uh, It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Um, um, My son plays out here with uh, with Russ's AAU team with Why Not? Mm -hmm. And I have an AAU program that's on the East Coast in North Carolina. Um, And so... Which has had incredible alumni. Man, we we blessed and fortunate. My parents, everybody, we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, it's just different now. Obviously, social media, kids now, everybody shows their highlights, not the lowlights. Yeah. You know, and so you're just trying to make sure that all the kids understand the work ethic that has to go into uh, being great at anything. Mm-hmm. So now I want to move on to your MBA career. We've talked about you when you were 15, and it's a good age. Good things happen then, but I feel like better things have happened to you now. So um, what do you think is the most memorable play of your career? Ooh, man, the most memorable play of my career. That's tough. That's really it tough. It is. I ask tough questions. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the most memorable play. I'm trying to think, and I'm usually really good at these things, but... It's, it's probably um, one of the plays when I first came into the league. Might have been my first bucket in Oklahoma against the Sacramento Kings. You yeah. know what I mean? So 2005, a little while ago, you know, but yeah, that's probably one of them. Yeah, that must have been so weird playing in Oklahoma when you're a team based out of New Orleans. Like, I can't imagine how that is, especially when you're thrown into the league in the first place, which is anyway stressful, and then you're totally relocated. Like, I can't imagine that. It's wild. It's wild. And I think, too, uh, the reason why you you do it, and there's always this amazing connection between myself and New Orleans, is because I got drafted right before Katrina hit. Yeah. You know, so that was something that's always embraced me with that city. Yeah, for sure. And talking about most memorable plays, what is the most memorable assist of your career? The most memorable assist, uh, yeah, that one's probably going to have to be to to DeAndre Jordan. You know what I'm Lob saying? City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He caught a dunk. Uh, it was crazy. And that's my guy now, Brandon Knight. Uh, is sick. I was on the right wing. 
And that's me and DJ used to work on that in practice is when a team would down the ball screen and he would act like he was coming to set a screen for me. He'd just run to the rim for a lob. Yeah. You, you can find that clip anywhere. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, so how do you think your game has evolved since your rookie year? Man, so uh, it's that changed. That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a while ago. <laughs> Sorry to make ago. you feel old, but it was no, a while ago. It's, it's, it's cool, though, because this morning, uh, this morning I actually worked out with uh, no one player in the country, uh, kid AJ uh, DeBansa. So mm. it was crazy because we was talking about how your game starts to change at times and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Right? So I'm constantly watching film, watching YouTube, watching all this stuff of me playing over the years. And I'll see a move that I used to do and I'll be like, damn, why, why I don't do that no more? Mm-hmm. Right? And so your game just sort of changes and evolves sometimes for the betterment of your game. Mm-hmm. Right? Like sometimes you figure sometimes out- sometimes not. Yeah, depending yeah. on who you are. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I've been on the, the good side <laughs> of it for the for the most part. But it's it's just it may take you less dribbles to get to a certain spot. Yeah. So I think uh, obviously the athleticism has dropped <laughs> considerably. Yes. But mm-hmm. what you lose in athleticism, a lot of times you find in uh, awareness. Yeah, for sure. And throughout your career, I mean, you've won so many awards. But which has really meant the most to you? Oh, man, which award has meant the most to me? Um, yeah, it's been a lot of different ones, but I, I'll say the one that, that really touched me and it was um, pretty emotional was the Kobe and Gigi Award. Mm. You know, I, I received that at the at the uh, All-Star Game a couple years ago and, and Vanessa actually gave it to me and knowing how much Kobe meant to not only me, but to everybody and to the game, um, it's something that I got in my house and that I cherish. Yeah. Okay, so moving on now, um, what was your what's your like pregame song slash pregame ritual? Hmm, I got a gang of pregame rituals. Oh, okay, you ain't, you ain't got enough time right now for all no, the things fine. I got to do. Give it to us to to get ready for the game. Uh, pregame song, man, my my playlist is so different. Like it could be Kirk Franklin at one point, and then it's gonna go to Lil Wayne, then Jay Z, then right back to Yolanda Adams. I listen to a lot of gospel music before mm. the games. But, um, and then all the stuff that I got to do before games, sheesh. Oh, man. Let me, let me, I got to, I got to think because I got a a drink that I drink or whatnot. I got to hit the lid three times. Then I take the lid off and then I act like I'm toasting to DeAndre Jordan. Even though we ain't teammates no more, we started that when I was with the Clippers. So I still like toasting him in the locker room. Um, then I drink the drink. Then, um, man. What is the drink? The drink? Mm. Oh, it's like beet juice and all this different Ew. stuff. Okay, I was yeah. expecting to be something more yeah. exciting. Okay. Uh, and then I usually take a, I do a shot of espresso before the games. And then um, I have to call, I have to call my wife before every game, right? Before mm. I leave the locker room. Like, seriously, if she don't answer, I will go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because mm-hmm. you, the routine of it. Yeah. Um, what else I got to do? I got to, I go and find a slant board in the locker room, right? A slant board. And I stand on the slant board three times, right? So one. Oh, well, that's your number. Yep. (laughs) Let's let's forget I just said that. It's been like that for a while. I was going to get really deep there and be like, three, where does that come from? And then I was like, oh, CP3, that wasn't Yeah, so usually the guys that work in the locker room, they say it with me too. One, two, three. And then. 
when we run out on the court. See, I, it's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, like the first deep. layup that I do certain We way. need to do a whole episode just for yeah, your pregame routine. It's a lot. We can bring it's the beet, beet juice, the bring espresso shot. We can do it together. <laughs> I mean, I may have something different than beet juice, like blue Gatorade or something. It's like more my style. But Okay, so we're going to move on to another segment uh, that I like to call Takes Hotter Than Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> yeah. Say so, what now? Oh, you heard me. Takes hotter than Kelly Oubre Jr. What is going on you, right now? You know exactly Listen. what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> I know you know what I'm saying. So these are really hot takes, clearly. Um, so get hot with me in these takes. Let's this go. This is funny. Which NBA player is the best dressed? Best dressed me. That's sweet. Okay, now give, yeah. say, give someone else some hype. Like, talk Who? about someone else. Somebody else um, that, that dresses. Shay. Shay. Okay, of I course. Like Shay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love his fits, too. Who is the best shoe game? The best shoe game? Okay, I got it. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to guys' shoes like that. Mm, you're just too, too locked in? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Not PJ Tucker? Tuck, Tuck got a lot of shoes too. Yeah. Yeah. Braun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which NBA uh, teammate is the best singer? Uh, Darius Baisley. Base. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I've never heard that answer before. I like yeah. that. Now, I usually ask which NBA player could run for president, and literally every time it's unanimous. It's you. No. So instead of asking you that question, I want to know, would you run for president? And no chance. How do you think you would? No, no chance. No, no, no okay. chance. Because I was going to like propose an idea that you could be president, I could be vice president, it'd be super cool. Just be the president. Okay, fine. You do that. I got your vote. Absolutely. And your endorsement. I better see. I'm going to have like a whole <laughs> commercial, right? Like instead of State Farm, just Sloan for president. Okay. okay. You going to do that. it? Yeah, that's the goal. After this, hopefully this works out enough so that I can be the president. Um, which arena is your favorite to play in environment-wise? My favorite arena environment? Uh, the Garden. MSG, Madison Square mm -hmm. Garden. There's nothing like it. Madison Square Garden is so dope because the energy in there is obviously you in the Mecca, but they like appreciate really good basketball. Yeah. Right? So when I say that, I mean, if you go play in Utah, I don't care how good you're playing, they booing you. Oh, yeah. They ain't gonna like you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But in Madison Square Garden, if you play the game the right way and you show up and you hoop, they always appreciate really good basketball. And then now we said environment, but I want to know which, which arena has the best food, in your humble opinion? In my, in my opinion? I mean, most of the time I'm playing. I'm not eating. So the reason why I asked that question <laughs> is because the... I watched an interview with your now teammate, Steph Curry, yeah. and he was saying, he was like ranking the stadium's popcorn, and I was confused because I was like, why are you eating the popcorn, yeah, because, you know? Do you, you ever eat the food or no? You can. It's funny. Uh, I mean, you got like in San Antonio, you could order Whataburger, you know what hmm. I'm saying? And okay. every time I used to play in Atlanta, I'd get Chick-fil-A, you know, but... It's different too now. Like, I mean, when I first came into the league, I'd give me some chicken fingers and french fries before the game. Yeah. Give me this, that, and the third. It's a lot different it's now. Changed. It's a mm -hmm. lot different now. But yeah, once upon a time, yeah, I, I loved playing like in Atlanta or whatnot. So you get that Chick fil A. I also think another thing is, is like how much everything has sort of grown. Like, Chick fil A used to be sort of special to cities like that. And now it's everywhere. It's you everywhere. know, you can get that everywhere. Yeah, so it's you like, you can get it everywhere except for on Sundays. So true. Can't get it done. So true. What non-NBA player celebrity is the best at basketball? Uh, you know who can hoop? Who can really hoop? Uh, J. Cole. Yes. J. Cole I mean, he hoop. had like a pro stint, basically. We played against each other in high school. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we played yeah. against each other in high school. And then uh, a couple summers ago, I was home in North Carolina. 
And uh, we had a whole bunch of North Carolina guys come up and hoop, and J. Cole came up and hooped with us. So that's so cool. He 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 legit. That's so cool. What is the coldest jersey you've ever worn? Not like the team, but just like the sickest jersey. I probably have to say two. So one of them is the Mardi Gras edition when I played in New Orleans, mm. and yeah. then it's crazy because I see pictures here and there of uh, when I played in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. For New Orleans. I got to be clear because I played yes, in Oklahoma no, okay. City too for yeah, Oklahoma thank City. Thank you for the clarification. But for Valentine's Day, we had red jerseys. That's so cool. We had red jerseys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That was what do you think of the t-shirt jerseys? You want that to come back? You know what? I wasn't mad at them. Really? You know what I mean? I wasn't mad at them. You definitely had to get a little bit bigger or whatnot. But when I played for the Clippers, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those like uh, baby blue Clippers jerseys yeah, that those we are had. So cool. Yeah, them was dope too. Okay, this is this is a hot take. If a time traveler told Clippers or Rockets you that you would be on the Warriors, what do you think you would say? Hell no. Excuse my language. <laughs> Ain't no way. There is no mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so fun and kind of cool that it ain't like a pink elephant in the room or whatnot, right? Yeah. I remember uh me and Steph worked out together in Vegas or whatnot, and a few of the coaches walked in. They saw me in Warriors gear. They was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Who would have thought? So mm-hmm. the fact that we all can talk about it and it's not like it's some secret, like don't say this or don't say that, is yeah. is really cool because it's like that with my family, with everybody, everybody who's been supporting me for all these yeah. years. But um, It's almost like full circle, sort of, I think, in to, some To in say some the least, ways. right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but- it shows you like the power of sports, you it know does. what I mean, and yeah. and what can be, and I'm I'm excited to see what we do. So am I. Please win a chip, please. <laughs> That's okay, the for plan. my mental health, please. That is the plan. Okay, so this is a new segment that you're the first person I'm Uh-oh. doing it with. So this is quite exciting. You should Uh-oh. be really excited. <laughs> Um, And the idea of it is, you know, so much of the media is focused on negative clickbait and putting players and teams against each other. Right. But as a teenage girl bringing this other sort of diverse perspective, I want to be more positive. So this segment is all positivity, okay? Okay. You excited? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What is one thing that makes each of these players so special? Devin Booker, DeAndre Jordan, and LeBron. Book, um, I think is uh, his... Not just his ability to play basketball, but like who he is as a person. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times you guys get a chance to see um the the athlete, the basketball player, but I mean, to know these people personally, to know him and how he is with his family and um, you know And his dogs. Oh my god, his, his dogs. Do- yeah, so his dog Haven, mm-hmm. his brother Davon, but especially his sister Maya, who is like my whole heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she is the most beautiful girl you'll ever see in your life with the kindest and beautiful, most beautiful heart. And to see him in those uh, moments with her, with his family, is what made, I think, me and Book so tight, not the basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now DeAndre Jordan. DJ, um, DJ, big fella, man. That's that's my guy right there. We We played together for six years. And we still talk on the regular. Um, we had a book party for my book I just released the other day at Iger's, and DJ was there. You know what I mean? When he yeah. won a championship, man, I was emotional for him. I talked to him that that night and the next morning. It was just so happy for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he he deserves it. So DJ, just one of the funniest, kindest human beings you'll ever see. 
Yeah. Okay. And then lastly, Braun. And Braun, um, man, you know, blood couldn't make us closer. You yeah. know what I mean? Life, life happens. Things happen here and there, or whatnot. But uh, I think to see the positive impact that he's had on my life, my family's life, everybody around me, and the same with him. Like we'll we'll be family for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Okay, you're a very good compliment giver. So now I want to ask, um, what is the best compliment you've ever received from another NBA player? Uh, I think the thing that I'm probably most proud of is the fact that we're the only sports league that has health insurance, mm. right? And yeah. it sounds small or people will be like, what? Why does that matter? It's because there's a lot of great players who came before us, right? And to be the only professional sports league that has health insurance, uh, for past players, whether it be Tiny Archibald, Dr. J, all these guys who paved the way for us. Uh, at this point in my career, I'll be playing on the road and I'm warming up, getting ready for a game, and I'm just locked in on the game. And a former player will come up and tap me, and they'll be like, Chris, thanks. And I'll be like, what's going on? They'll be like, for the health insurance. You know, wow. because yeah. back in the day when the league first started, these guys didn't have access to all the health and all the doctors and all that. So mm -hmm. I think that would be the number one thing. For sure. And what about this Warriors team are you most excited for? A couple of things. Probably the one thing is probably playing with guys who are like so cerebral, right? Mm -hmm. Who, you know, they so smart in the way that they move and the way that they know each other. And so just trying to blend into that. And then also uh, being in the Chase Center and being on the 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 good side of when they go on them runs and making yeah. all them threes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a, a adjustment for probably not only me, but for all the fans too. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait. I'm excited to see how that looks. It feels like we're all just anxiously waiting yeah. to see what that looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, so you've been in the league for a good amount of time. You're heading into your 19th season, which is, you know, more than I've been alive. So that's funny. <laughs> but which player's development and growth over your career has impressed you the most? Over my career? In the span of those 19 years. You know, it could be a guy that was a rookie last year or someone from your first year. Right. Um, man, I probably I probably say Shay. Mm. I probably say Shay because yeah. uh I'm a little biased too because Shay is seriously like my brother. And um it was That's funny because he's my husband. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, my boy Shay just got engaged too. Oh, see, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's wild about Shay is um I seen him in Vegas at Summer League when he had got traded to go to OKC from the Clippers. Yeah. And I seen him and I dapped him up and I was like, man, it's going to be a great situation for you. You know, I'm happy for you. Boom. Maybe like five, six days later, I got traded to OKC too <laughs> with him. Yeah. And so um, that year in OKC was, was probably one of the most important years in my career. Yeah. I got a chance to sort of reinvent myself, but Shea, Bays, Schroeder, uh, Steven Adams, all them guys on that team sort of helped me like fall back in love with the game. Not that I fell out of love with it, but just seeing Shea and being my teammate and now seeing how his game has just gone to a whole nother level, uh, I'd be so happy for him. Yeah, he's he's special for sure. Okay, so as you know, the name of my podcast is Sloan Nose. Yep. And Sloan knows your game, but do you? So I'm going to ask you some trivia about yourself. And let's see let's see how you do, Chris, okay? Let's see. What was your college GPA? Oh, man. <laughs> my college GPA. 
I was an academic All-American. I know that. Right? Yeah. So let's say 3.6? 3.2. Oh, okay. Dang. That was one of them teachers. <laughs> Impressive, but one not 3.6. <laughs> How many steals did you average in your senior year of high school? My senior year of high school? Probably like eight. Six. Six? Mm-hmm. You're very confident in yourself. You yeah, keep going up a little a bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so you were third on the NBA list for most assists. What is that number? Third on the list for most assists. Mm-hmm. Oh, that rhymes. Okay. How many, how, so how many assists do I have in my career? Yes, I'm asking you. Dang. 10,500? 11, 11,501. Oh. And this isn't trivia, but... Now that you're a warrior, I mean, how much do you think that that is going to increase? Because it's basically a cheat code now. I mean, you just pass the ball and like, let's be real, it's going to go in. Man, I don't know. I ain't even thought about that aspect of it yet. I just, as soon as you asked me about it, You're assist, welcome. I'm just opening up right, different perspectives, right? right? Steve, uh, John Stockton popped right into my head because he got the record for 15000 yeah. or something. So you, you think you can get that as a warrior? Yeah, I got to play about five more years to catch him. You better. I want to see that. Okay, so in 2006, you were one vote away from winning unanimous Rookie of the Year. Oh, I know who did who, it. Who was that Utah. one player that was voted other than you? Oh, it was D. Will, but yes. it was the beat writer in Utah. So you know who that guy is. Exactly. I know mm-hmm. exactly who it was. He, he haunts you in your head. Not at all. He was just... Look, D. Will, my man, all day long, but that, yeah, the guy in Utah, he voted. I don't like him. <laughs> During your senior year of high school, you led your school, West Forsyth, to what record? My senior year? Yes. Ooh. I'm well, really getting it. Yeah, I'm very impressed with myself. We obviously lost the game to go to the state championship. So what did we lose? Three games? Yes. Okay, three games. And how three many games? games did you win? Oh, back then, 30? 27. 27? I was Come close. Come on, Chris. I was okay. close. Mm, I was close. Okay, sort of. <laughs> How many regular season games have you played over the course of your career? Mm. Oh, man. 1,100? No. 1,214. 1,200. 1,214. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of games. There we go. Thanks for listening. For more on CP3 and to watch all the fun we had behind the scenes, follow me at Sloan Nose on TikTok and Instagram or hit the links in the show notes. Remember, that's Sloan with an E. From Jam Street Media. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. 
Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.